You're listening to the Professional Goddess Podcast, a place for sluts who like to make money. I'm your host, Anna D, aka The Professional Goddess. On my show, we embrace the uncensored stories of being a self-made slutpreneur. As a stripper turned CEO, I reveal all my juicy trade secrets and share interviews with other female bosses who capitalize on their entire existence. From breaking stigmas in the female business world to challenging norms in the adult industry, we'll tackle it all. In six-inch stilettos, of course. Now it's time to dive deep into the journey of self-empowerment, owning our sexuality, and by each episode, we will earn our PhDs in CE poetry. I'm honored to have you here, and it's my privilege to kickstart the show. What's up, bitches? Today's episode is about finding the right strip club and dealing with a little bit of toxicity in the club sprinkled on top. So choosing the right strip club to work at is an important decision that involves considering various factors. I can't tell you how many times my friend and I would look for strip clubs. This was ooh, back 2012. And sometimes we'd drive hours to get there and there wouldn't even even be a building on the side of the road. Like we got scammed. (laughs) Now things are a lot different these days. You can do a lot more screening to figure out what club to work out, work at, but especially when you're new, you may not know if you need to audition or not, or what, like what things, um, what's the word? Like what are their non-negotiables? Like some clubs you have to walk around in a dress the whole time, like a a nighty thing. (laughs) And you maybe have to wear a certain type of stripper shoe or you have to do stage work where some clubs are more lenient. So let's go over a few little factors as to why a club may work or not work for you because ultimately it's your decision. And I will tell you, like it is so worth the drive to a good strip club. And I know some dancers drink a little bit on the job, calm the nerves, like I have been one of them. So always make sure if you are driving a distance somewhere that you have a trusted driver. I just still get a little concerned if an Uber is picking up a dancer from the club because again, you know, square people don't see sex workers as humans sometimes. So you want to be extra careful. You're protected. You've got some protection on you. So let's get into it. Finding the right strip club. Number one, location, baby. Consider the location of the club. Is it in a safe area? Is it an accessible area for potential clients? And think about your commute and whether you feel comfortable in this neighborhood. You know, do a drive-by. What kind of feeling do you get by the surroundings? Now, I will say, don't judge a book by its cover always. I have been to some amazing clubs in the middle of fucking nowhere with nothing around them. So, this is this is why we'll get to club atmosphere a little later, but you want to kind of pair the location with the atmosphere and it's kind of like an equation. You add the two together, divide it by two and what outcome do you get, if that makes sense. Number two is reputation. Researching the reputation of the strip club is one of the easiest ways to find out if it's the right fit for you. Sometimes getting a recommendation from a reputable dancer is all you need to know if the club is it or not. But 
it depends what kind of dancer you are. If you are a people person and you can work the room, then I would expand my options because sometimes the clubs that are the most busy, the most popping, it is can be quite difficult to rack up the dances. Whereas a place that's smaller and more intentional, you can really work the room. And if you have really good people skills, you can make just as much money in a smaller club than like a huge, huge club because competition is key here. But look online for reviews, testimonials from current or former employees, and take those reviews like a grain of salt. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but the reviews on Yelp for strip clubs are typically awful. And my partner will say this often, but people who leave reviews, a lot of the times they only leave negative reviews. You won't find them leaving any positive reviews. So go to their account, whether it's like Google reviews or Yelp, and see if all of their (laughs) reviews are negative because they just might be a fucking negative person. And a lot of times people go into strip clubs assuming they can get sex there and they'll get denied or kicked out and then they leave a negative review. So do your research on that as well. Also, when you do your quick Google search, check out the news tab on Google. See if there's any news articles that could be a red or a green flag there. 10 seconds is on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your subscriber count, maybe his you know what. Well, how about businesses on Shopify? When I started podcasting, an online store was the farthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my ebooks, merchandise, and audiobooks for my listeners, and it's so easy, all because I use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million dollars order stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. So whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. When I utilized Shopify's app store, I realized I could make my product fulfillment so much easier. Instead of manually emailing my customers their e-purchases, I could simply install an app that would automatically fulfill their orders, and it was free. Now I have an automation in place that requests their feedback after the purchase is delivered so I can continue to grow as an author and educator. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control of your business and take it to the next level. Their marketing features make my holiday email campaigns a breeze. I no longer have to outsource so many tasks because Shopify helps me automate them. And when you're a business owner, every expense counts. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. 
Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sluttrepreneur, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sluttrepreneur now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash sluttrepreneur. Also in the episode description. Now, I will say the strip clubs I went to in New Orleans, I left some great positive reviews on Yelp. Y'all know I'm a Yelpa. And I got video responses back from some of the managers. And it was the coolest thing ever. I got these replies to my reviews that said, thanks for coming. Click here for a video response. And they were Facebook videos. And they were like, just so grateful and appreciative. They said, next time you come back, show us this review shots on us. I was like, bitch, I am coming back shots on me. Number three is club atmosphere. So when you are doing your drive by and you're still a little curious, just go inside, visit as a customer before, before applying to work there, get a feel for the atmosphere. Maybe go there with your girlfriends on a busy weekend or just pop in for a soda in the middle of the day and get a feel for the day shift, the night shift, the atmosphere, the clientele, and the overall vibe of the club. What kind of music are they playing? Is the way it's set up makes sense where the stage is and are there private areas make sure it aligns with your comfort level and preferences i mean go straight to the source baby if a dancer sits down with you say hey i'm thinking about working here do you like it and take it like a grain of salt you never know if she's like oh competition right here i'm gonna tell her it's not all that great you know so maybe ask more than one dancer number four management and staff Interact with the management and staff to gauge their professionalism and how they treat their employees. I remember going into some of the New Orleans clubs and it would take a while to get through the front desk. You know, they had to get your ID. They had to put the wristband on you. And there were some really drunk guys behind me. And I remember the guy at the desk was like, sorry, you guys can't come in. You're, you know, too intoxicated. And I loved that, that they were denying potential money from coming into the club uh, because they could cause a ruckus to the staff. I thought that was super supportive and respectful of the staff. And I think the working environment is crucial. You know, you can have a bad day because a bodyguard does something fucked up or anything like that. I mean, I worked at clubs where some of the, uh, what are they called? They're not called bodyguards. The, um, the managers or, you know, the guys standing around just kind of watching that work there uh, would come into the locker room, like free roam all the time. And I get, I feel like there's a fine line between coming into a, a naked room of girls, but some of the staff is very supportive, especially if you're having a bad dance and need to eject someone out of the club. Those guys will do their job really well. Five licensing and regulations ensure that the strip club operates legally and adheres to all relevant regulations and license hard word licensing requirements <laughs> working in a licensed establishment can provide more security for you as an employee and that's 
a common question too with clubs, you know, if you're interested in working there, are they going to treat you as a contractor or as an employee? Number six is security measures. Consider the security measures in place in the strip club. A commitment to the safety of both employees and patrons is essential. Now, number seven, so important, earnings and policies. What is the club going to take from you? Inquire about the club's policies regarding earnings, schedules, and any fees or commissions. Are you required to come a certain amount of times during the week or can you make your own schedule what is the tip out do you have to tip the djs the managers the bouncers bouncers that's the word (laughs) not bodyguards bouncers make sure that you understand the financial aspects of working there i have had bad nights where my tip out is basically all like i'm not left with any income because i've had to tip out x y and z Something to inquire about is the how much money they take with dances. A lot of places will do like $40 dances and the club takes 20 the dancer takes 20 Some clubs, um, and it could be different for table dances versus lap dances. So some clubs let you make your own prices. As long as the club gets their $20 cut for the dance, you can say it's $100. A lot of dancers do three dances for a hundred and only do that. They say, don't do single dances. So figure out what those, you know, splitting funds is because that is so crucial and critical. And don't let it scare you away either. I know it sucks, but the club has to make money too. They basically make their money on entry fees and alcohol. Clientele, number eight. Consider the type of clientele the strip club attracts. Some clubs cater to a more upscale clientele, while others may have a more diverse audience. Some are in touristy areas. Some are in very small towns where everyone knows everyone. So choose an environment where you feel comfortable and safe. You want to make sure there's a clientele for your niche-specific needs. Number nine, cleanliness and hygiene. Pay attention to the cleanliness and hygiene of the establishment. A quick bathroom break will tell you a lot, but a well-maintained and clean environment is essential for both customers and employees. Now, I put this low on the list because I feel like that's something that comes with the territory sometimes, especially if these clubs have been around for decades and decades. So when you're in the locker room, you just, you make your space clean. You know, you bring your own wet wipes. 10 is privacy and safety. Ensure that the club prioritizes the privacy and safety of its employees. Ask about the measures in place to protect your personal information and well-being. I will tell you, I am still holding a grudge against the girl who stole my shoes out of my locker while my locker was locked. How did I open the locker and the shoes weren't there? Still very confused. So are they providing the... Um, what are they called? The, oh my God, brain fart. The combination lockers, like the lock that's on them, are they providing them? Do they give you the combination or can you bring your own? What happens if girls take from each other? You know, whatever you feel comfortable asking, but always, always keep your eyes 
on your inventory, on your monies. I wore the stripper shoes that had the slot to put the money in. So my money was literally on my feet all night. I didn't even have an opportunity to set a bag down. Granted, if the shoes fill up, then you have a problem. But that's a good problem, right? 11. Dress code and rules. Ooh, familiar size yourself, please, with the club's dress code. Because last thing you want is to show up for work and... You're supposed to have that dress I was telling you about every time the clock strikes the 30-minute mark. Man, the, the gold club I worked at, every 30-minute mark, all the girls would have to line up on stage and try to sell DVDs and t-shirts to the Patrons. It was so silly and interesting at the same time. So old school. So familiar, familiar, familiarize yourself with this dress code and what, you know, policies they have in place. If you don't follow them, are they just going to fire you? But make sure you're comfortable to adhering to these policies. Can you wear wigs? Can you have tattoos? Can you wear shoes other than stripper shoes? How extravagant or not extravagant can your costume be? Employee benefits, number 12, inquire about any benefits or perks offered to employees, such as health insurance, flexible schedules, or discounts. Highly unlikely, just going to tell you. Very unlikely you have any benefits. <laughs> oh, but doesn't hurt to ask. Doesn't hurt to ask. I wait for the day that sex workers have health insurance. Patiently waiting. Now that you've chosen the club, I want to talk about some potential red flags and how to deal with them in the club. Because the strip club is a very cutthroat place. It fortunes the bold baby and not everyone will like you and some will even give you dirty looks or try to get you out of there quick before you even start. Now it's not always like those movies where those girls are set in booby traps, spire locker, but let's talk about how we can overcome the toxic environment in the club and stay on track to make the money we deserve. I was so lucky to always have a friend, so happy to to feel like I had a safe space when I danced with someone I could trust. I didn't even need to try to make friends, but I have so much empathy for the dancers who go in there solo and have to put a brave face on because that takes so much bravery. I recently had someone reach out to me in the DMs, and this is what they said. Hey, so I just started at my local strip club and it was going good for a few weeks, but the last week or so it's been horrible. The girls here are always talking to each other and one even got into an argument with another one recently and broke her nose. I try to stay stay to myself, but I don't want to accidentally get in someone's way and have my head chewed off or something. I just don't know how to deal with the toxic environment from these girls. I just want to make money. Any advice? So... You know, this can happen. I even, there was a strip club I worked at where they had boxing night, stripper boxing, and I got my my nose bled (laughs) one night too. Oh my goodness. Uh, And we weren't even, it was just for for fun. It wasn't even like a serious, you didn't like try to break my nose. It was, you know, because we both signed up to do stripper boxing. (laughs) What was I thinking? But Sometimes having low expectations, knowing the strip club, you know, employees may not be 
the support system you need. So you have to find an outsource one, especially if you can't find it at the club. So this may not come from inside the club, but finding friends or family members who have a positive mindset and are willing to be an ear for you that make you feel safe and comfortable about venting about your day. There's something I like to ask people when they're frustrated. I say, do you want resolution or do you want support? And 99% of the time, people just want support. They just want to be heard. They don't want answers. They don't want to have to feel like they have to defend themselves because they're doing the right or wrong thing. So that's why you got two ears and one mouth, baby. Lend those ears to the people that need them. But finding a support system online in the sex work community, you guys can always DM me or email me for our Discord group. Lots of great girls in there. Guys, too. And, and we, and we vet them as well, but support is key. And sometimes you just got to support yourself, girl. So doing some meditation, self-care, reading a good book to keep your mind focused on positive things rather than work. I think bringing a notebook to the club, having a little gratitude journal, having some money making mantras. We have some great examples on some of our episodes, uh, the mantra episodes. So manifesting that money, whether you're doing some self-love, self-talk on the way to work, having a good playlist playlist in. I don't know if you're allowed to have, you know, even throw your AirPods in while you're getting ready. Listen to a productive podcast and whatnot. Like this one. <laughs> Taking breaks while working so you can, you know, get in your journal, call a friend so you aren't bottling them up. But also, I mean, if you're like me, I'm just like a freaking bull in the club. Like, I can't sit down and journal. I just got to go. It's a numbers game. Got to make that money. And lastly, establishing healthy boundaries, boo. I feel like this is year the year of boundary settings. And establishing them is just a quick moment of discomfort that releases you from long-term discomfort. And if they've been crossed the boundaries, write the instance down and talk to the manager about it later. Have at least have a log showing the occurrences so that, I don't know, I just feel like having a track record is so much better. But I've lost some friends this year, but I've gained some sweet relief and peace in my life thanks to boundary settings. I mean, just imagine... I can't tell you how many sleepless nights I've had just overthinking about commitments I've made that I don't want to do and how to get out of things and man, just unfollow the person. Tell them that your, you know, the relationship just isn't serving you. Ooh, it sucks to say it out loud, but if it's the damn truth, you owe it to them to be released from you too so they can find someone else to suck dry. (laughs) But remember, when you decide to create your own fate, there is so much joy on the other side. And there's nothing wrong with switching strip clubs, switching jobs, changing your profession at any time, just to be in a better work environment for yourself. And that goes with friends too. Nothing wrong with finding new friends to have a better environment for you. So take care of yourself, regardless of the field that you're in. 
And remember, it's not quitting or giving up if you decide to change or leave. You just, you can't do your job right if you're stuck with too much negativity around you. A hoe can only take so much negativity, you guys. All right, thanks for listening. (laughs) I'll see you guys on next week's episode. Bye, my loves. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Professional Goddess Podcast. If you want to keep the show going and growing, make sure to leave a five-star review. Shop my merch and eBooks at professionalgoddess.com. Make sure to use code SLUT at checkout for a little surprise. My book, Slutpreneur Secrets, is now available on Amazon. Have a question, episode request, or want to be a guest on the show? Email my team via management at professionalgoddess.com. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, subscribe to my premium content on OnlyFans at professionalslut.com. All these links and other socials will be in the show notes of the episode. But most importantly, thank you for subscribing to the show and I will talk to you next week. Bye, sluts.